0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. Today at the World Cup, we're going to talk about all the action from four matches today, including Germany, including Croatia, including Belgium and including Spain. I'm joined tonight by Chris.
1: Chris, you're a regular on these World Cup shows now, aren't you? I know man. I'm doing about at least one to two a day now. So you lucky people getting me tomorrow as well. Well, there you <laughs> go. So, no, it's been, it's been all right, actually. I've, I've managed to catch one and a half games today. I've seen the highlights of the others. Um, I think Morocco-Croatia was pretty dire, to be honest. I saw bits of the highlights, did a bit of a read-up around it. It was pretty shite.
0: Was, yeah. <laughs> you see, <I'm clears throat> like, I was in work today when, when that game was on, and I had it on. I was comp- sort of getting in and over, and um, it looked interesting. I, I, do you know what? I wasn't that impressed with Croatia, I have to say. Um, no. Was- they've got an experienced team. You know, Lovren is still there. They've got the midfield, Brozovic, um, Kovacic, and Modric.
1: Perisic Pat- as well, I think,
0: is it? You expect them, lads. You know what you're going to get out of them, and then you... <coughs> Maric and, and Perisic and all the usual boys are all there but um I was looking at it and I was actually more impressed with Morocco at, at stages you know and I was looking at the Moroccan team and they have Mazarawi on the left wing even though he's a right full he's on the left they had Hakimi on the right you really going and, and playing at a high intensity they, they look to be they look to be really going for it but overall it was a bit of a damn squib and nil all Um
1: way impressed with anything there Chris or that uh, the game was over. That's the part I for the game. <laughs> to me, Croatia just looked like a team at the end of a cycle. Well, they, yeah, they, I think this looks like a, a World Cup too far for, for this squad, and I, th- I think they're probably trying to build themselves ready for the the next tournament, the next World Cup. You know, and I think there's a couple of teams that seem a bit like that. We sort of going like they probably haven't got quite. They probably got too many on the wrong side of. 30. Probably like Liverpool team at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, But that's what he looked like. So it wasn't a great game. It wasn't particularly impressive. I mean, to be honest, a lot of the bigger nations have been pretty uh, unimpressive. You know, we have. Of, we've yeah. seen a lot of bigger nations going like, really slow starts, and we normally get away with it, but you also most now most of these supposed lesser nations now have a lot of players that play in Europe and South America. So actually, they play similar styles to what these big clubs, these big countries play. So they all know now, well, what's the point of sitting back and getting beat? I may as well go and get beaten. It doesn't really matter, which we'll talk about Canada later. I mean, they don't get the result, but they probably get all the credit and all the confidence from it.
0: Indeed, indeed. And, and you know, people will be like, oh, is a Russian true? Is a Russian true? That game was a sting fest. Um, and the, yeah. the action really happens after after the, that one. So we go into game two of the day, and it's Germany against Japan. And the Germans go in there, they take a lead. Um, they nearly double that lead and going in a half time. Havertz has one disallowed, and you're thinking to yourself, comfortable? Do you know what I mean? And mm. it's it's nearly like a déjà vu with Argentina.
1: Yeah, very from much. From so. your
0: Day, and and just to say, I I bought me son three tops for the World Cup, so I got him the Argentina away top. <coughs> I got him the German top.
1: It is and, nice that German top, to be fair though. No,
0: this is a trainer when I got him. The all right, train on. Um, so that was the two of them both giving up one nil leads to shock defeat. And the third one I got him was the Brazil one. So, uh, no doubt Chiche <laughs> is shitting himself now, knowing that the jinx is, uh, the jinx um, is real.
1: I'll say, yeah, you, me and uh, Kev have the opposite effect where we keep telling, we keep watching, watch along saying. He's been shite him, and then we we basically Rabiot been shit all game, and he got a goal and assist. And Mbappe's done nothing, then he got a goal and assist. Unfortunately, yeah. this, this tactic never works on our own club, but it seems whoever we say shit doesn't does well. Really well. That's, it, that's
0: <laughs> it. But anyway, in the Germany game, so Germany go in there and they take the lead. go on to one penalty. They look comfortable enough, don't they? And with the, especially Germany and World Cups, Chris, there's an expectation that they'll what they have to do they'll get it done you know unless they implode generally they they take care of business and this looked fairly routine Uh going going in deep into that second half
1: yeah i mean to first um it was literally the the japan keeper against germany for probably a good hour or so you know he pulls off two or three really good saves um so you it felt a little bit more unlike the argentina saudi arabia it always felt like well, it's a matter of when Germany get the second because yeah. they, they were very dominant, you know. And Japan, look, they kept themselves in solid, you know, they would do a lot of last ditch tackles, but the keeper was making you know, making a lot of saves, you know. um the young kid, uh, was oh, I'm gonna say his name, the, the buying lad, is was Muslau
0: Musli Musi
1: Yeah, brilliant look brilliant, you know, he nearly scores He nearly scores one of the best goals you'll ever see. Jinx pass through and just unfortunately Russia blood to get it over the bar. But you, you were just going, <coughs> it's not looking great. It's not looking great for Japan. I think it's just a matter of when Germany score. And then yeah. probably the last 20 minutes, Japan seemed to flip a gear. You know, they make a couple of changes and just start to push Germany out. And Germany just didn't seem to react to a side having a go. It did seem to really rattle them. And... You know, Neuer, probably for both goals, you know, especially the first goal, you know, he, ma- he made a good save just before they score. And then at 1-1, it just felt like a complete switch of momentum. And probably sort of, probably a bit similar to the USA-Wales game. As soon as Wales equalised, you were sort of going, well, if anyone's going to win it now, it probably looks like Wales. Yeah. <coughs> just ironic, the guy who scores the winner, apparently hasn't scored all year. Plays for a German club, I thought. It's just like the South Korea-Italy game. It's...
0: Yeah, well, do you know what? I'm just checking there and, and <coughs> going through it. You know, the two centre-backs, Yoshida and um Kora, both playing in Germany. The two midfielders, Endo and Tanaka, both playing in Germany. And then... Um, Kamada the attacking midfield, are playing in Germany and it's it's something that you touched on there you know a lot of these countries do have players playing in these European leagues and mm-hmm. you know in, in years gone by, you would have expected Japan to be coming into a game where you know they're all playing in the J-League or you know maybe some more obscure leagues but you could really see that sort of mm-hmm. European style to the Japanese team and even if you look at it, no place for
1: former Liverpool favourite, uh, Minamino. Yeah, he came on for the last 20 at 1 0 down. Uh, Tommy Asu didn't even start, you know. The army,
0: yeah, and the, the
1: Brighton lad,
0: um, Matoma didn't start, mm. you know. So, Japan have got players that, um, can hurt you, they, they can hurt you, you know. They're good players, they're technical, good players, and and you see these these little technicians. and... It was interesting that I'm looking at that lineup, and they don't, right, obviously um, Kamada is that type of player in the sort of number 10 role, but when I'm seeing uh, Taki out and I'm seeing uh, Matoma Mitho- out, I'm like, oh, I don't know if Japan have enough about them, but they flip the game. They flip it. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's one of them, um, you know, I was looking at it, and again, in work, and looking at it, and Jeremy, I want to open. and you're expecting them to... Santa Truths, very similar to Argentina. And the next thing I look back, I, I was doing something. I look back, and it's two-one. I'm like, the fuck is going on here? Do you know what I mean? Like, well, what's happening? How is it f- tight?
1: It's a tight angle, the second goal. So uh, yeah, does well. I mean, look, I mean, to be me, honest, plays actually quite well, you know he makes a couple of good saves, but even after getting it to two-one, um Goretzka probably should score to make it two-two. Yeah, um, great connection, just just wide, like so
0: they had their chances they had their they moments. had the chances
1: i sort of feel like this defeat though feels less damaging than say, the argentina one Whereas this felt more like germany were probably a bit sloppy in front of goal but had the, had the chances and you thought actually in all right in general play looked looked alright argentina looked really limp and really uh, devoid of any sort of ideas and as soon as they went a goal down you just kind of looked at kind of looked at Argentina, it kind of just flaked away very un-argentinian to be honest yeah so, <coughs> especially with the run they've been
0: on yeah i mean i'll touch, we'll touch briefly on argentina
1: like
0: uh, i'm a huge I, I want argentina to win i'll make no bounds about that um and i still think they have a chance because i think the the way the and mexico game goes you know no great shakes among them too and no. Argentina have to go out and beat both teams, and and they'll qualify. But they have to improve on how they played yesterday. But I felt Argentina played very, very low energy. You know, they weren't. It looked like they were just going through in second gear in the first half, and then just couldn't get out of second gear. And Saudi Arabia, obviously, I don't know if the the heat and humidity has taken a, its toll on some players over there. Obviously, Saudi Arabia, it's in their backyard, so they're going to be useful. But the energy those lads had compared to Argentina now my take on Argentina is they need to make changes to that team because Romero looked off he looked injured he looked injured there. Uh, yeah. and Di Maria looked way off mm. Rodrigo De Paul looked way off you know these lads that, that have been solid for them so maybe you might just meet the little tinkering there in the in but that's, the well, so. if, you,
1: if you talk of those three De Paul and uh, Romero they, they haven't played much this year Romero because of injury and I think De Paul's kind of been bombed out a little bit after. yeah Madrid so. and even
0: Di Maria, like Di Maria <coughs> hasn't really done too much either. You know, he's been, I think he got injured when he forced a at Juventus and was sort of walking his way
1: back. So, because we saw but they in, look
0: like a team with no energy,
1: yeah. Because you saw that in the USA Wales game, they're all dropping like flies in the last yeah. 10 minutes. But then you look at all the old guys who were dropping like flies going, Well, he's not playing much, and he's not playing much, mm. and he's not playing much. So, I think that's also going to be a telling factor, especially these quick turnarounds,
0: yeah. That's it, but we'll go back to today, so Japan, they they take a 2-1 lead, and Germany looked a bit desperate then after that, but they get through, and as you said there, um, the Japanese go on and take the win, but the, uh, Germany get, you know, you never want to start off on a defeat, but you're looking at the makeup of that group, and uh, obviously we're going to come on to the next game now in a sec, but Again, it'll hark back to Argentina. The way the group fell for them, it's still relatively in their hands. Just go out and do the business. In the German group, Costa Rica play against Spain. Uh,
1: you know, nice Costa quiet, Rica.
0: Nice, nice quiet game This one, Yeah, yeah. So so Costa Rica and Spain. And, and I seen a comment there from MC Evening Gents. Would love to know. Um, Keith and Chris, would you say Spain have a good chance of the World Cup this year? So many exciting talents. And look, oh, oh, I didn't think so going into the into the tournament, I just felt they've the no striker thing will, will hurt them. The, I don't like, know where they're going to get the goals from.
1: And then they put, I thought the same, and then they put seven, they put seven, yeah,
0: and look like the goals from all over the place. But of course, <coughs> we have to take into consideration the opposition there, don't we? We have to look at Costa Rica, um. Navis an agent team.
1: Navas had a bit of a stinker as well. The yeah. Most experienced player, but two of those goals are really, you know, keep howler's a little bit.
0: Yeah. He's still he's at a, PSG, is
1: he? Yeah, he's a backup, so isn't he? he's not getting the games. And Brian Oviedo's still there, and he was pretty garbage at Everton, and he wasn't much better at Sutherland, to be honest. So,
0: Yeah, Brian Rowe is like, all oh, late 40s days, boys. And while experience does count for an awful lot, um, it when you're getting legged all over the pitch, and um, by eighteen and nineteen year old lads that just
1: want to run at you, and you think you'd have, you think you'd have an opportunity when you got Rodri at centre back because Rodri, look, he's a really really good player. But he's a he's, he's a DM, and we've seen both for Liverpool and for City, the DM at centre back experiment doesn't work very often, and it eventually gets gets you caught out. So thought so that you think that would be an opportunity because I think I was surprised he didn't go Rodri. The, um you know maybe going with Eric Garcia at centre back because I think Rodri's in better phone than Busquets. from busquets is
0: the captain but you know that's the team mm. that's busquets the problem. the captain and he's in but Rodri has played centre back before um it's it's not a problem and I suppose if you're in a game where you know you're gonna have all the ball and yeah the threat isn't there it'd be interesting to see how they um how do they go do? forward
1: with that you know I mean, got germ- game. Got Germany next what are you gonna yeah. do centre back Germany
0: but then again <clears throat> You know the issue with with Spain, I thought having no strikers and where do the goals come from? Germany, where are the goals coming from for Germany? Do you know what I mean? They're starting Koi Havertz, and I like Koi Havertz as a player. I think he's a decent player, but I don't think he's a a a lone striker. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he's he's going to get he's going to get the goals. I think he needs to be playing off a forward. But
1: they've got lots of very good link players and flair wingers, but they're not wingers like in the Sadio Mane. Camp or the Maras camp, where you go, and, yeah. yeah, the wingers, but they also bang, they also bang in consistently yeah. big, big numbers. You know, Sally's coming back from injury as well. Uh I mean, Sewell, I don't, I've never rated. I don't see the the hyper. I, I think he's a big lump. I yeah. just don't think he's. And actually,
0: the fact like, he's now a right back, you
1: know, it'd be worrying. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it just hmm. it doesn't it doesn't work for me. He doesn't look athletic enough to be a right back. So it feels like it's an obvious weeks to go for. But the star of the show in that game was a uh, Gavi. Oh, god.
0: Oh, word. Could what talk about him all day. You know, he's, he's he's a sensational footballer. You know, and
1: youngest ever goal scorer as well for Spain in the, in the yeah team was for LA, isn't he, in the World Cup? Like right. he's but you he know, is, there's... his goals ridiculous though. Yeah, Got volley, you know, out, volley outside the boot, uh, post and in. It reminded
0: <coughs> me a bit. Of against um Man City, City. in the. The semi-final
1: of the cup, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, this I don't know. This I think aesthetically this just looked nicer. Yeah, but, uh, it's ridiculous because he's only was he eighteen? Eighteen, yeah. So really to... I mean, you got but... Pedri. The other side is also
0: yeah, just yeah. I...
1: good. He's just that little bit older, but uh, you, can... <coughs> you can see that's where the, the the excitement is with Spain. The question is for those is how will they do against um, a more established, bigger nation? because we have seen with the Barcelona guys, they've done okay, they've done well in the Liga, but when it comes to Champions League and big Champions League games, they have struggled or have just been a little bit quiet. Now listen, he's 18, so... He It'll should be, be interesting. should be It'll expected be... to win at 18, but...
0: Yeah, but in the next game, they're going to, as you said, we're going to be playing against Germany and you're going to be in the midfield against Joshua Kimmich and Ilkoi Gundogan or uh, Leon, oh. Leon Goretzka and they're wily... Uh, really pros and, and it'll be interesting mm. to see how Spain match up there but you touched on Musiala for Germany being exciting Joe Bellingham for mm. England 19 years old Pedri 19 years old Gavi 18 years old and you're seeing these boys and they play without fear you know they play we were chatting me, Sean and Gav uh, were chatting earlier and Shani said it, it, they like two they're like two veterans do you know what I mean they're like mm. two uh players so 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 uh, intelligent and so clever with the ball and they just always want it they never go hiding and and this breed of young young players that are out there it's an exciting time and do you feel that they this world cup could be the the breakout of all these obviously a lot of them are already there in um champions league <coughs> times, you know it, they're all playing regular Champions League but on the world stage is this this the chance <coughs> is this going to be the World Cup where we are looking back at the likes of Gavi at the likes of Pedri at the likes of uh, Musiala at the likes of Bellingham similar to Mbappe I suppose four years ago
1: Yeah I think the difference is there's a no fierce part of it but the difference between elite young players and very good young players which have come through is these aren't playing what I would call academy football where yeah. What they do is it's technically very good, you know. All the things, all the right ingredients are there, but it's very robotic. Yeah. If you know what I mean, it's very you know, it's you know, these are playing risky football, but with a purpose. You know, yeah. we're not just doing you know ninety five percent pass completion because just go side back, side back, just keep recycling it. And there's a there's a time for that. But I do find a lot of younger cadet players because that that's all you get. Which you go, it's fine for a group game in the Champions League, or it's fine for against lower uh, lower sides. But to kick on, you've got to be able to have that step up and that movements and that, you know, risk. Well, they we don't see it as a risk, but, you know, that bigger picture, which they all have, you know, they don't think of, of as a risk as I can ping this 40, 50 yards or I could play this clever through ball. You know, that's just natural because that's the right pass. But I think a lot of youngsters who come throughout are taught to play, in my opinion, safe, too safe, which I think hurts them and, and that sometimes it takes three or four years to knock that out of
0: them yeah it's very true you know and and these <coughs> especially the two spanish lads i mean we've seen barcelona academy players and i know Pedri didn't come through the academy but he's he's in that sort of mold we've seen it before they they're, they're taught to you know play without fear and and as you say not play them safe balls but you're looking at them till today 18 and 19 years old and it was just absolutely lovely to watch. Again, we'll take the opposition into, into consideration here. So we will see how they go against Germany. But mm-hmm. they did spread their goals around today. Um, and the front three, and this is where I felt Spain fall down before the tournament. You know, I'm I'm like, who's gonna who's gonna play a forward? There, I'm looking at their squad and I'm thinking, well, it's gonna be lot isn't it? And who's gonna be the two around them? And he goes got, today.
1: Oh, sorry. yeah, because I because I'm with you, Maratza. I'm like doesn't do it for me at all. Never has done. But he's got a great agent. But it's yeah, the Ferran Torres in the middle. Yeah, Ferran Torres from the middle, which is what City tried to do with him, and oh, yeah. he I just didn't seem to. I don't know why he just didn't seem to settle at City because he's he's a very what you call City type player. Yeah. Um, but that's the one benefit of that front three. It's <coughs> it's very fluid, and if you get it right, you know Liverpool have done it with a with a front three in the past. City did it. To uh, when they had the Aguero, although Aguero is more of a number nine, he's still very fluid, even younger, he's a very fluid player. So it'd be interesting are we going to go back to the fluid front three? Because it it seems to be a lot of clubs are going more to the traditional number nine. You know, Lipples out Haaland, we're doing it with Nunes, you know, Lewandowski, you know, for for, uh, Vlavic as well. Vlavic for Juventus. You kind uh, of thought it feels like the traditional number nine's becoming. And wins. Uh, Ballon d'or, so yeah, yeah, right. That sort of uh, well, traditional number nine is in, it's a central number nine, but it's a number nine with still with pace and movement, not the old cell number nine, which is just just stays in the middle, and that's it. Yeah, you know.
0: But it's it's uh it, it's coming from all over the place. Now they their first goal today. I thought it was a beautiful. I thought Danny Almo, I thought he was a threat throughout um for Spain, and you know, they're playing a front their front line is Almo it's Torres, Ferran Torres and it's Asensio and mm. I didn't I, I was a bit sceptical of it but they were excellent today weren't they they were all over the place. They were getting the runs that they needed from their wide players. So they need, as you know, suppose, if you're playing a false nine, you need your wide players to be getting into the space. Like Bobby always done for Liverpool, he drops yeah. into space and Salah and Mane were, were exploiting the space that Bobby was creating. So you need to be doing that. And I felt their wide players were brilliant at that and their midfield players are getting into the box and they just absolutely swarmed the Costa Ricans who had no answer for it.
1: Definitely. And with Jono though, a midfielder wearing number nine. It's like but when Barros used to yeah. wear number five it it does proper do me. You know it does do your ocd and yeah. i've also earlier some cost up yeah this is the uh after effects of the co of, of the joys of COVID. oh yeah been in gold but i can't just can't shake the cough off which is really annoying yeah
0: that's it yeah but, i wish gav had it to told me that was <coughs> annoying to do a pod which i would have refused <laughs> but hell whenever
1: but um the other thing you would say is we, we say with Spain, you could you have to take the opposition into account you do to a point but that's, we are now get to the point where we're going. With the exception of England, didn't look England. That's a beat for the average, an average Iran side. Spain have beat a very average Costa Rica side. But then you're going. Saudi Arabia aren't, aren't a great side, you know. Japan is solid, but they're a side that Germany should beat them, you know. We'll get to the Canada game in a minute. You know, you would expect Belgium to walk over Canada. Mm. We're now starting to see a lot of big, big countries going. They've had a lot of what you would call on paper gimmies, yeah. and they're not, and they're actually becoming quite big slogs. So I suppose you've got to flip it the other way, of going, well, this could have been a bit of a slog, but actually, they just put the pumps of the sword really well, which is a clinical thing that I would probably say some of the Spanish media weren't expecting to happen. They were expecting this to be a bit more of a slog, and I've seen some, I've, I've even seen some people saying maybe we'll get out the group. That'll probably be about it. That seems yeah. to be expectation in Spain. They're really low on this side, despite all the talent.
0: All the talent and a good manager in and Enrique as well. And he, I suppose, that wants to watch. Do you think they can go all the way, or do you think they can go further than maybe the expectation was?
1: I think that they feel like a quarterfinals semi final, quarterfinals are probably. I sort of feel I don't think they're quite right at center back because I think eventually you'll need to move Rodri to the middle. And then I think it is like an yeah. Eric Garcia who's not had a great season. And as well as that front three did, I do think against the better sides, they might struggle. Listen. They'll end up winning it now, and I'll look, and I'll look <sighs> really stupid. But you know what? I've been doing a lot of that recently, getting it wrong. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just wear it if you do. But they don't feel like they just feel like I feel like a better side, like a Brazil or an on-form Argentina. Or, you know, we'll probably pick them off. That's how I feel about that's how I feel about them. But I think the the side that you, you the likes of a Brazil and Argentina particularly wouldn't want to play because yeah. it'd be a pain in the ass game for them. But I don't feel they have quite enough. It feels like a tournament too early for them.
0: Yeah. And, and like you said, like I said earlier, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they do against Germany because, right, well, Germany do, lose today, you know, will that Spanish front three get as much joy out of, you know, a Nicolas Sula, who we both agreed is a bit of a pudding, but,
1: mm. you know,
0: he's a big lump and he, he can knock you as well, but, Slotter back And real in the centre backs And David Rahm at Left back You know Like it's a solid It's going to be a solid German defence Them <coughs> with Gundogan and Kimmich In there as well You're looking Like it's a much more Solid team And will they get The time on the ball To play Will their inexperience Show I don't know It'll be interesting to see Um, But they They absolutely Slaughtered Slaughtered uh, Costa Rica today I want to move on To the third game now We're getting
1: cold out here Keith Yeah apparently- we're not talking about the the, uh, the amazingness of Anthony Gordon got a hat-trick and a friendly. We're obviously being a bit too bitter about him. What a man. What a man. What a man. man. What what a man. man. Do you Can't know win. what I
0: love about Everton? right? I love about Everton is they absolutely dive on an idol. Dive on it. He and also when and said idol it. walks...
1: <laughs> they tried. To, they wanted to lynch him in the summer when he was looking through yeah. to Chelsea. You know, it's funny with we
0: Charlison as well, and and Rooney back in the day, and so many of them. You know, they are the next, They always say, "No, he's the next big thing," and then boom, they're gone. Um But they would. Oh, I've also said there one love, one heart. Let's get together and kick FIFA out. And yeah, as you may see, we do have one love um on the top of the show um there the, on top of the banner there. And obviously, you know, one are sponsored by by One Love, but we are certainly promoting the message of One Love. And I seen in the German game today that they they want to the cover their mouths and protest. What you've probably discussed until the cows come home, but what are you making of the decision of the teams not
1: to wear the armbands? Um, I can see why they're not doing it because it's because of the whole the fine. I think I think it's, I actually think it's the yellow card thing that's what's put them off. Yeah, but the results probably going if you are going to do a protest, you can have to accept that you know a protest not easy, so yeah, you will rub someone up the wrong way. So, I think the um, the interview for, for life, I cannot remember the lady's name now, but uh, she went to watch the, the Wales game and she couldn't get in because she had a rainbow hat on, you know, and a rainbow t shirt. And the base said you need to take that hat off, uh, because that's a, a band symbol, or you can't come in. So, she went. I'm not in, and she's an ex-Wales uh, captain. Yeah. And she just said, she said, like, I have a reason I want to protest, and, you know, I can't just say, oh, well, they said I can't come in the footy, so I best stop that. He said, you've got to sometimes do it, which thinking, it's a long way thinking, you know, it's a long way to go. But it's funny, because yeah, it's weird, you know, yeah. the, you had the referee checking the armband to make sure it wasn't with his yellow card ready. I mean, look, I don't blame the official, because... He knows yeah. he's under a mandate. If he doesn't do it, he gets kicked. He he loses his job. and He gets kicked out. Exactly. So he's and, a, but where he, does he's it come from?
0: Where who, who would you blame on this? Because you <laughs> know FIFA talk about you can't bring politics into football. This isn't politics. Do you know what I mean? The World Cup is an open. It's 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 meant to be the tournament of everybody. You know, and you have seen that nonsense from Infantino the other day. You know, today I'm Arab. Today I'm gay. Today I'm. Straight away, you're getting a yellow card if you attempt to put a, a message on a on oh, a it? It's crazy, I, I, like FIFA intervening and threatening tra- <laughs> and sanctions is a bit crazy.
1: Yeah, it's it's strange one because it, it it's a mixed message because I've, I've seen the argument or well, If you're in that country, you've got to respect their wishes and you've got to respect their culture. But if you do it a FIFA World Cup, it is to bring all different cultures yeah. together. So at the same time. If your culture doesn't agree with that, which is, which a lot, which for others it doesn't, but then you're suppressing somebody else's culture. Yeah. Well, your culture doesn't work with what FIFA wants, so you can't do yours, but this one can. Yeah, <coughs> um, you know, I think there was, I think some of the um, people in the in the, the rich seats had some sort of armband for some other uh, belief. That I can't remember what, what theirs was. become, well, they're allowed to do that though. Yeah. You know, and listen, I don't know what their armband was for. You know. You know, that's their choice, but you're like you can't do it for one, not do it for another. Yeah. So it is he that's it. But the hand in the mouth thing I actually thought was quite a, quite a cute and clever way of doing it because you can't censor that. Yeah. Because even if you don't want to show it on camera, well, there's loads of people taking photos of it and the pictures uh, and, are
0: gonna go around the world. And it's digital. You know?
1: So whoever's so gonna go, why have they got a hand in the mouth and say, Well, they can't can't yeah. voice their opinion because they're told if I voice my opinion I'll get a ban, I'll get a fine, I'll be banned for the next game. So this is our way of doing it. So I thought it was quite a quite a, a clever yeah. clever way of you know still making your points. I but, think
0: yeah. I think it's something that you know look my my <laughs> of beef on this is you know you do have to respect uh, the the traditions and the. The, the ways of of countries you know and especially the middle east it's totally different than how it is in the west but at the same time you touched on it there the world cup is about bringing everybody together it's 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 about diversity it's about you know everybody under one umbrella and i think there has to be some sort of meat in the middle and i think what qatar are doing with this world cup is that they're not gonna have any legacy from this world cup you know that everything is going against them My missus only asked me today, is that no one's going to watch these because all the stadiums are empty. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's loads uh, of empty seats. The
1: capacity capacity number's are now like the old WWF. Yeah. You know, it's a record attendance. I mean, they've they've said some stadiums of 45,000 people. And you go, well, there's two things. One, it looked half empty. And two, the stadiums only registered to hold 40. So where are these extra 5,000? Magically appeared from. And it's saying that can't hold them. It's very weird. Yeah, that's... (laughs) It's not like you know. And as mega, it. mega points out, Infantino, he's been he's getting re-elected, unopposed.
0: Yeah, and when he came in, he was the the, the white knight to save the day, I and mean, it turns out it's just a corrupt, corrupt organization. In fairness, and whoever it's it is,
1: a, it's just a, a different wolf. That's all. Exactly, it is. Different, different wolves walked in, and everyone sees it.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen Roy Keane talking <clears> about the the thing. You know, it shouldn't have been given to Qatar if you're not willing to. You know, not loosen your um your traditions, you know, to to accommodate other people's traditions. They shouldn't have got it, but they did, and it is what it is. I wanna move on now to the, the final game of the day, and this was a great is, game.
1: Oh, it's brilliant. This is for, for this one is, team. For one team. But this is also a game where st- stats go berserk. You know, where you're going like if you didn't see next year or that sort of, basically every stat you read on this game or or, or what you do, the eye test says. Canada should have got at least a draw out of this game. Yeah. Probably had enough chances to win it, <clears throat> but unfortunately, they just they weren't clinical enough. They just no. weren't clinical enough. But it sort of do, it'd be interesting how both teams say because Belgium will go, "Thank fuck, we got the win," but we need to get a proper kick up the arse because you can't be you can't be playing like that against a better side. And Canada will go, and I quite like the the uh, the manager at the end of it. He was just like the mission statement, which uh, is a bit odd's phrase is was <laughs> to top the group. We failed that, he said. But I'm so proud of that because we did everything we should have done. Now, now the task is to go and I think his phrase was F Croatia, which I think is probably not quite the right phrase. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but I, I like the fact that he wasn't like, oh, we've come here, we've, we've played our part, you know, and it's nice. It wasn't a – it was very much not a it's nice to be here. It's a really pissed off we haven't won. Yeah. And I think that's the positivity you should, you should go with because, you know, Alfonso Davis, you know, um, Jonathan David was excellent. I thought
0: your man was brilliant, Buchanan.
1: Buchanan, that's the one I c- couldn't think yeah. of his name They, they look great. <coughs> just not clinical. Just not clinical. Yeah. And they get the penalty. And unfortunately, it's just a very. It's weak an penalty. awful penalty. It's an awful yeah. penalty. Yeah. I, I know when just...
0: you miss it, it's oh, always awful. If the keeper dives through way, it's a great penalty. Do you know what I mean? But he's hitting it. You know, two It feels
1: yeah. very telegraphed when you watched it. Yeah. But I think so said I think it's of the third penalties he's ever took in his career. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I get because he's probably like he's the star man, but there's also Miko sort of going, but Jonathan David's a striker and he has took more penalties. He has missed them as well. I think his record's like nine in twelve from what I read yeah. earlier. But he's kind of thought, isn't that the more recognized penalty? And, oh, listen, maybe because he's he's a Bayern he's a Bayern Munich player, he's you know he's playing really big games, they just thought. You know, obviously pre arranged go for the ex- go for an experienced player, but it didn't fall for him. And as our Alison points out, uh, Liam Miller came on as well, ex Liverpool, yeah. And I forgot he's only 23, he's had a half paper round, like, and he around he come 20, on, yeah, he came on for the last <coughs> about about 20 did. minutes, it's... yeah. He did okay, well, uh, until I'm he came
0: assuming, to that. I'm assuming our Alison's talking about the defender Miller, who was brilliant at the back,
1: no, the forward Liam Miller,
0: yeah, 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 but he's not talking about Liam Miller. He's talking about Kamal Miller, I think. Is that Oh, was it?
1: Because I know Liam Miller came on. That was yeah, no Kamal well. Miller at the back was
0: excellent for for Canada he as well. Yeah. But you know the the penalty comes and it's it's a clear penalty. It's a handball by um, Carrasco. Is it Carrasco? Yeah, it's Carrasco. I Put would say.
1: A, I would say it's a modern day penalty because it's one of those ones where he's turned side off. And yeah, I, his arm is thrown out. And, I, I, I don't think he's thrown out because he's got his elbow there. So it's only that part. Of his, it's only I half his arm. It's, out out.
0: Out of it. it's, it's, it's yeah. as clear the penalty, as you'll see, until about five minutes later when they should have got a second so yeah, penalty.
1: I think that's more clear. I think that's more Stonewall than the one they got.
0: Yeah. Oh, the, well, the, yeah. It's more <coughs> Stonewall than the other Stonewall one. But they, this, one was, this one was outrageous because it's a back pass or a, a, a ball played back by a Belgian player with no Canadian player near him. Mm. And the linesman just flags for the offside. And it's an absolute he gets taken out. And the ref is looking. And you know what What drives you mad here is if the ref knows the rules here and sees that the, that's not a that's not a, a Canadian player hitting that ball, forget about the linesman. man. Play away. <laughs> and then we're yeah. gonna go to the go to the thing to look. But that's the ref who at AFCON. Last year. I was year. gonna say
1: he's he's my favourite ref. He blew yeah. up an eighty five blew up a game in eighty-five minutes, got told he'd blown up early. So he restarted again and blew up in an eighty-nine. And he said, Oh sorry, I'll start it again. And the other team went, Oh fuck it, I've had enough. And the other team walked off, went. Yeah, we'll just take we'll just take that loss.
0: But well, he um he uh <laughs> he claimed he had heat stroke in that game and that's why he was close to dying. He was on the verge of a coma and and God saved him. Crazy stuff. But this is the level of officiating that you're getting. And one thing that I do sort of find a bit patronising is when people will always go, you know, our African refs, they shouldn't be there. Or, you know, Asian refs, they shouldn't
1: be there. We do nothing but give out about English refs every oh, week. Hor- oh, horrific. Do you well, know I what I mean? So, when we look at the referees in Champions League we're a lot better. Southern of referees from not the big leagues they're not all from the Italian league the Spanish yeah. league they are Slovenia or Slovenia are and... but they tend to be better referees than the shite we get so i mean yeah. we can't say we can't say anything because the Premier League refs are horrific
0: yeah but it, you're looking it so when you know that this ref is, is, is a bit of a madman he'll, he'll blows up early regularly and he's looking at that and he doesn't he doesn't say play on that that would drive me mad it's basically <coughs> a the rules of the game, isn't it? Because that's a stonewall penalty <laughs> that's it absolute so. stonewall.
1: And you'd like to think that I've got one of them in, yeah. As as good as Courtois, look, course was excellent as we sadly oh, found yeah. the champ as we sadly found the Champions League finally was um, excellent against us. But, but there's only <coughs> so it.
0: many times you'll save a penalty. Do you know what I mean? And and the the yeah. percentage the the favour is with the attacker, isn't it? So you're given a, you get the force when you take a stinker, you get a second one. You have a chance, and they should have got a third one as well. They should have got a third one. Uh, Axel Witzel stamps on your man's foot when he's in the box and pushes him over, and that goes to Var. I
1: know they, it's almost like they go, We've given one, we can't give another one. It was, a fair. yeah, and um, look, he takes his goal well, try, but that was literally pretty much the only thing Bell's a long ball.
0: In. I done a tweet right I literally done a tweet giving out about the three penalty decisions and I'm saying you know don't want to jinx it but Canada look amazing literally the ball was getting played when I hit tweet
1: oh was the way in it
0: and they, they went up and scored Um, a nice finish by, by Batchoy but they, they they were pissed. and the second half they weren't any better do you know what yeah. I mean so it goes in and it goes on sorry and <coughs> It's just Canada attacking, attack, attack, and it's I thought Kevin club. De Bruyne was poisoned today. I thought he was awful. He
1: got he got man match, you know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to Kevin De Bruyne, apparently he's been interviewed today and he said, and he basically said, I didn't think I had a good game. he said, I don't know why I've got this. I said, I assume is it because is it because of my surname? Yeah. And he called. so that's basically him called my him going, You have gotta give because my name's Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. He said he, he basically, said, I was shy today. This I, it was almost like saying I shouldn't have this. Yeah, Which he I was. Think, I
0: thought he was. I thought he was terrible. I thought, but, not. You know, you expect these these superstars to be able to create. I just <coughs> felt his passing was off. As the second half went on, you got a little bit more into it, but certainly not warranting any breeding man of the match. You know, it's 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 crazy.
1: Way impressed with
0: Belgium. I'm...
1: No, absolutely not. Again, they look like a side that I'm going. Feels like a World Cup too far for some of these. You know, yeah. there's a college players of, you know, Thielen I still don't think he's the most mobile. Vitzel no. has been around for a long time and, and you know, it's the, the oldest centre-back pair and you have you know, very experienced, but you're sort of going, yeah, at that point I'm going, there should be really another centre-back now coming in and really pushing these two lads out. I just, you know, Castagne, he's all right. why I mean, is your backup striker. Yeah. You know, and...
0: Lukaku I suppose Lukaku is a bit marmoy isn't he some people I love my hate him. I think he's a decent player but you know if he's your main striker it's not like Bachuawi is there or Batshuayi I can't even say his Baciwai. name Baciwai is there looking... it says, a it says a lot when I'm doing pronunciation yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, I don't know I his name. I'm having a bit of a blade and mare with it today but um, it's not like he's brilliant brilliant and Lukaku was, you know, their, their strikers aren't great. Their centre backs are old. Their midfield, yeah, I think there's a, a lot to, a lot to be dissolved. Little,
1: surpri- little surprise, Trussard's not starting. Well, like that's where that's where I was coming yeah.
0: to. Eden Hazard is their captain, and he's playing. I wouldn't have him in that team. You know, I'd no. have Trussard with his energy and his his goil. Because I'd rather
1: have his uh, his brother playing, Torben Torben. Hazard. Yeah. Would rather have
0: his daff for fuck's sake the way he's playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's he's not great. I he he's ca- not
1: getting a sniff. I think he came on. Uh, Everton sent of it, Uh, Onana. Onana came on. I, I like think. it. I like it. I think. I thought. I yeah. think he's a smart, smart signing. Uh, yeah. By Everton. So, but I think he is. He's definitely the, That's the future. But like, Doku doesn't doesn't even get on the pitch. You know, he's he's a handy <coughs> option. You know, I'm surprised. You know, someone like him's not getting more of a look in. You know, it well, does I mean... feel a bit like picking names now.
0: I'm looking at their bench there, and and you know Torgen Hazard doesn't come on. Um, Dries Mertens, Jeremy Doku, and Charles De Catteri off AC Milan. You know, and these are creative players, and you're still looking at at some obviously Dries Mertens. He's one of the old guard, but you know Doku, de Catteri. You know, young players that that probably are. You know, Anana does come on and gives them that bit of energy, but. Their manager, I think, is gonna hold them back. You know, I'm not a fan. I never was a fan of Roberto Martinez before he ended up at Everton, but I can't believe he I has think... that job. You know, I can't believe he's the man that's I
1: think I think they're I think they're a bit like probably what England were when they got to the semi-final and the final and the Euros is I think you've missed your cycle. I think yeah. everything goes in cycles and it's one of those when you get your option, you've got to take it. And I think Belgium's was about four or five years ago. And they yeah. missed it. <coughs> I think that I just always one of those you go some people's darkest they're always like a quarter-final semi-final side but you don't ever believe they're going to win England I think I sort of put in that category as well I sort of go there'll always be a difficult side to play they'll get to quarters, semis but I don't truly believe they'll win it and yeah that's just how they. that's just how they feel the only good thing if you're I'll flip it to the England thing because we'll talk, talk about it in a minute is at least there's a lot more youth coming through in that side yeah. with pace and goals you go you know, defensively, it's still absolute shambles. But at least then you go, you could, you could kind of see where they're going to go when they get a proper manager in charge, not the muppet they've got in charge at the moment.
0: Yeah. And so, Olivier is upset as a Belgian; he's getting hurt in his feelings right now. Well, the, uh, Olivier, do you agree with what we're saying? What Chris especially has said there, because I agree totally. <laughs> you know, it's it's it does. I think teams are cyclical, and a lot of them players have sort of got all together and mm. maybe have missed their chance and. I don't know. I can't see them going to you no. know. As an,
1: as an England fan, when I gave a shit, which was quite a while ago, uh, the 06 England side under Eriksson was probably the best opportunity they ever yeah. had of winning the World Cup, and they had them playing turgid, negative, yeah, crappy football, and some of the better players were on the were on the bench. And then you got to the next World Cup, you are going, yeah, but they're all too old now. They're all past yeah. what we needed. So, you know, what can you do? What can you do? So, uh, so the other thing I want to bring up is, John put us up earlier, is saying hello to us, but just yeah. talk about the, uh, David Johnson, who sadly passed away today, wasn't um, he? 71? Very Jeez. young. You know, so, you know, look, he was, he was a very good striker, uh, Liverpool in the 70s. You know, played up front with uh, Keegan, then played up front with Kenny. Five league titles, three European Cups. they get an FA Cup in there as well. You know, very, probably a very underrated legend you know and I know that thing that gets the wrong a lot but he, he was a very good striker you know you know my dad obviously I it's before my time but it's someone you know my dad would talk about and I said like he said he was just said he was just a nuisance said and he said he's pace he said, said he said he said he always get big goals for you and he always has and he always Liverpool put a nice thing up about him talk about his career and he always says the one he remembers is Motton saying I think he scores it scores a beauty from outside the box top corner and Motson says that's the championship he said and that has always stuck with him said I've got that connected with Liverpool that, that's Jabja. And this is a guy who uh he turned down Liverpool as a kid, went to Everton, yeah, and he's Melbourne, loved by yeah. And the Blues love him as well. He was because he was really good for the Blues. Then he went to Ipswich to play under Bobby Robson. And then he talks a story about Bobby Robson comes to speak and said, Um, Liverpool are interesting, what do you think? And apparently his response was, Where are my match boots? Yeah. He said, Why are you asking that? He goes, Well, I need them, sir because when I go up and when I go up there, I'm not coming back down. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was a different time, wasn't it? You know, it was, it was um, a simpler time when when players were moving as between. Obviously, I think he goes back to Everton. Does he from Liverpool? So he starts at Everton. He goes to Ipswich. He goes from Ipswich to Liverpool. Does he go Liverpool Everton after that?
1: Yeah, we will Google it while we're while we checking that, because uh, he always he's talking about the uh, the European Cup final we beat Madrid one nil, yeah, and the famous Kennedy goal. And he says to this day, he, said he still got. He still says to him, uh, why don't you pass to me? Because <laughs> when you watch the replay, he's there square screen. Yeah. He goes, why don't you pass me? He goes, that was, that was my chance. Yeah.
0: But, they, you know, he, he's part of uh, a great, great Liverpool team, you know, around that area. And you, you said it there, he played with some of the best strikers he had. And, and he obviously before that <coughs> time, you know, with the stuff you read and the stuff people tell you. um. He was a, a selfless striker you know he walked his ass mm. off and i suppose all them wearing that, that i think he's quite,
1: he quite close to soon i haven't seen it yet um apparently on the earlier programs uh, Sooners gives a very nice um eulogy about mm. david johnson i think he is quite choked up by it um yeah. you're right though he did he says after is it returned to Everton, return to everton in 1982 and also went on loan to uh Barnsley. Yeah. So I think, oh, you go. He also played a bit for Man City as well.
0: Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it was a sign of the times that, you know, players could play between the two and he could be respected by the Blues, respected by the Reds. And, and he had a great career. As you said, he, he won a lot of medals. He was a key part of a Liverpool
1: team that that were sweeping all all in front yeah. of them, you know, and it's very 100, sad. 148 games for Liverpool, 55 goals. It's not bad, which is, you know, not a return to be sniffed at capped eight times for England, scored six. Yeah, you know that's not bad. It's not not bad not bad at all. But even his record, at Everton, it was eleven forty nine. It switched thirty five and one hundred thirty six. So you know he was he was like a one in three striker, which of its time, yeah, that's today like a what a game every one and a half game games because yeah. that's just the way sports develops, you know. So and look, he had the pace and everything, so he's really good.
0: Yeah, very sad. So, you know, rest in peace to Doc. Um it's it's a shame. Uh, but we're off that time now when these boys are all tending to pass away now. are legends of your clubs. I think it's always good to to remember them. And yeah, as you said, we never seen him playing, but we know who he is and we're aware of him. And 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 I think it's always nice to acknowledge the the ones who went and, and put the club where they are. And he certainly was one of them. So yeah, very sad. Rest in peace, um, David Johnson.
1: Yeah, so are you looking to- oh, go go, come on. Just tomorrow's games, are you look forward to tomorrow's games. See we got tomorrow. So, tomorrow we've got Switzerland, Cameroon's, the early kickoff, Jeez. Uruguay, Korea, yeah. Portugal, Ghana, and then the late game, which me and Kev are doing. Uh, Brazil, Serbia. They um... all feel like games where you could go, some you'd expect big goals, some you're going, well, it could be an upset there, or it could be a bit of a difficult game, or you can sort of make an argument either way. We've seen Darwin play, would be quite.
0: Yeah, you know what? I think that'll be the only one I'll end up watching. Will be the Uruguay one. Not out of any, you know. Oh, Liverpool! I only want to watch that one. I won't get to see the Brazil game because I'll be at training um, mm. with the young lad,
1: and and I'll, that's I'll hopefully seven see late. So I definitely yeah. won't get any of that. Yeah, Portugal gone, I've got a feeling might be quite quite a good game. What do you think about Portugal with the whole Ronaldo thing? It's Just another side show, sir, because I think if you're Portugal, it's a bit of a side show you could do without, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, already you got called... what he already wanted, he got really he, got, his, his he got what he
0: wanted.
1: But you saw the whole Bruno Fernandes very awkward handshake thing, yeah. He's like, Well, you've already it's sort of created a division. Um, it almost seems like Portugal are a little bit like, well, he retires after this one, then we can kind of develop into whatever we want to yeah. be, Post-Torado, which is going to be a, a hard transition for them, I you mean, because.
0: Will it or will do they have the players there? Because I, I find Portugal are one of these that they seem to be producing a lot of players, and you know Rafael Leal, for example, is there ready to ready to rock. Jota obviously is injured at the moment. That they're, they're not Ronaldo. I'm not saying they're Ronaldo, but you know sometimes you need these these big players that are probably past their best, but they're taking up a lot of the. Mm. The attention and not in a good way. You know what I mean? Like they they, they're taking away. I think Amorim at at Sporting Lisbon didn't he sort of say, "Oh, we can't afford him publicly. We can't afford his wages." But I think in private he was more or less saying, "If he comes, I'm gone." Do you know what I mean? Because he's he's building a a a team, and if you get Ronaldo, you're you're essentially seeding your team to him. Yeah,
1: Chelsea have already sort of let it be known in the press that they're not interested in him. I don't think he'll come to another Premier League club anyway. It will be a. I think the question now is: Does he does he do the MLS jump now, or no. Champions he this... League?
0: It's he which... is obsessed with extending this Champions League record.
1: Maybe it was PSG when Messi moves on in the summer. Yeah. If the rumours are to be believed, um, Messi wants to move back to Barca, and PSG yeah. don't mind don't mind giving it. Him. So well, I mean, it's could it's could be that merry good round couldn't it?
0: The the fact that Liverpool are off for of sale. Um Manchester United are now off for of sale as well. And PSG, um Nasser al Khalifi came out as well saying that they wouldn't mind getting some not they were not for of sale, but some investment. So maybe PSG are gonna look at uh, you know, move Messi on, but we don't want to replace him with Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? They might mm. be looking possibly yeah. changing their model.
1: Yeah, so oh David Ronsey apparently has reported a month ago Messi will be going to into Miami. Yeah, I'm not t I am not I do not know
0: about that. I, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think he has too much still to give in Europe and I think he will go back to Barcelona, but um
1: it's interesting because all these clubs are for investment, is this because we're just on the verge of potentially on a world world recession? They're all going, fucking hell, this lands we can't actually spend like we used to. Yeah. Or it's interesting, be more, yeah. Or there are more eyes on you. When there's a recession because if you're still spending massive money in a recession people do really look at you then going there's something not quite right here something a bit missing yeah. So, yeah
0: um it's it's interesting that psg are sort of in that mix because they're one of the forebearers of why we're in the shit, we're in now yeah you know what i mean i think fsg and the glazers i think the super league sort of was the that was there i think that was their last roll of the dice the final yeah the, how can you you know i don't know how to speak about manchester united but from a liverpool point of view if the valuation of like three to four billion is correct how can you grow that you know the, this is the time but who's going to buy it because if you buy liverpool for three or four billion you
1: need what can you, you but, do how can, yeah, you, how
0: can you get money out of
1: that because you'll be expected to invest that into yeah. now for liverpool, this the argument two two is Liverpool if you're going to buy a little bit, it's to invest in the playing squad and potentially two more stands to do. Because the infrastructure is yeah. already built, the training ground's done. So a lot of the big work needs to be done. Whereas, to be fair, when you do mind United, it is playing staff. It is probably restructuring behind the scenes, both commercially yeah. and football-wise. And it's oh, oh, no secret. They've, they've spent no money on the stadium. They've spent no money on the training facility. Yeah. They're only doing that.
0: Yeah, that's it. So, you know, it's a big that, job. We'll probably end up with the Glazers buying us for fuck's sake. The way oh, the way we're true. going. There we go. That's what people want. You know, people uh, want uh, oh, their...
1: The other big game is uh Reading versus Liverpool women. So you know, I've, I've one eye on the Brazil game, one one eye on that. How mean, are the how are the women's team doing? Um it's been a I'll be honest, mate, it's been a real struggle, but they've had a really tough start to the season. Um yeah. disappointing with Losing to Villa at home. They actually played well. They just weren't clinical on the day. And a unfortunate decision went against them with the penalty. Brighton, I'll be honest, we weren't great for a good hour. 3-1 down. Uh, but got it to 3-3. Three, three, uh, last kick of the game. And probably should have, they probably should have nicked it. So four points at the moment. So below them is Reading on three. And then Leicester, who can't buy a win at the moment. But it's a weird league because I think from six downwards... Two results go two positive results, you fly up yeah. two, three positions because the next team above you is only three points. And this is the conservative for Liverpool is this run now is the run they need to get get some points on because it's Reading who are just below you, West Ham who are only four points ahead of us, and Leicester, who are bottom of the league, they're the next three league games. So so big, he, big wins needed in them. Yeah, definitely. I would say if you, if we came out of that with seven points, I would pretty much say you probably guaranteed your position for next season yeah
0: and that's what People's it's all like about, isn't it you know it's it, they, they haven't had like huge investment getting back in there they've <coughs> they've brought in a couple of players but you know steady, stabilizing them i think is yeah it's steady building they've
1: they bought they've bought in lots more experience so jill Flaherty, who's now the record yeah. appearance holder for the wsl 176 appearances 176, yeah. 176. yeah van der sanden who thought she's been injured but when she's fit this is a, a, a three-time champions league winner so yeah the quality's there for you. And, and then, is
0: Leanne Kiernan back? She's been injured a lot. No, a she's show. still... She's gone.
1: Sometime in January, she had to have um, an yeah. ankle ligament surgery. So that's what's killed us, is her being out and Van der Sandep saying, St. All your pace and the attack's gone. Yeah. So you have to change how we work. And as they came back, our two of our key midfielders, in Kerry Holland and Missy Bowe, both get crocked just before the Villa game. So there's also a bit of a unfortunate circumstance. But as the manager said, he goes... Unfortunate, but we need to find a way to adapt. And luckily, most of them are coming back, bar Keenan, who fingers crossed be back (coughs) post Christmas. So that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping for, anyway.
0: Good stuff, good stuff. Um, so yeah, tomorrow, um, you're obviously back on doing a watch along, and you'll probably be on doing this as well. Yeah, probably. Um, it'll be interesting as you say, there's some good games there and you, what's your stand there i you we're looking forward to seeing the most tomorrow player club i uh, player, a team I'm actually,
1: um the uruguay game i'm actually looking forward to because i, I want to see I, I think it, like, it and i, I won't lie, it's the darwin thing i just want to see how he does because i've said already on this a few times he might be the dark horse for golden boot just got a feeling do you think Mike, he plays
0: just...
1: i think he does yeah because i think he does start a lot for Uruguay, but he starts mm-hmm. more on the left wing yeah with um, West Think Soup to, to be honest, yes, yeah, so, yeah go on.
0: Well. They're a decent team, you go. they're a bit of a mad team because you'll still have the likes of in and you'll have like Suarez Cavani, all these lads are then muscle, all 36, 30, 36, 37 years old. But then you've got Darwin, you've also got Benton and Valverde. Mm. In midfield, oh, and I think that, that's an exciting midfield. You know, Valverde's an excellent player. That's the so one I'd love. Liverpool.
1: That's the one I'd love at Liverpool. Absolutely, Valverde. Oh, yeah. Ah, we can
0: he, we can all but dream.
1: He's a dream club player. Him playing yeah. right side of midfield, or you play him wide, right in the front in the front three. And yeah, he really works. He's really just wherever you play him, he's play just anyway. Yeah. I don't think Real Madrid want to sell him though. Sadly. No, no, no. That should un- has sailed That yeah. should He's it's the of our name Yeah, it's very unfair that they don't want to sell him. But yeah. yeah. We are where
0: we are. We are <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, we'll leave it there. We'll we'll call it a night on this. Got an hour out of that I can't believe it. We've done well. Well, 55 minutes, nearly an hour. <laughs> um yeah, so Chris will see us all again. Tomorrow, who are you doing the watch along with tomorrow?
1: Uh, me and Kev again. The double act, the double act that everyone wants. That's it, yeah.
0: The the ante deck of the LFC day trippers, are like that. Yeah, why not? Um. So yeah, hopefully a lot more action tomorrow. Hopefully a lot more exciting games. Um.
1: Yeah, the uh, we did the France game. The France game was was good, and um, the Wales game was it ex- was exciting because it was quite intriguing because it was so. Basically, as soon as they brought Kiefer Moore on, you just went, Oh, this is this is now a game on now. This yeah, lump the
0: ball up to him and get the lads in around them. And it was a game of two halves that one, wasn't it? Like USA yeah. were excellent. They've the youngest squad at the tournament, don't they? So mm. great, um great did my, energy and all that. But yeah, I did I did my stuff
1: as well when I said um oh great go by George Ware. I went, Oh no, it's Timothy Ware, isn't it? George Ware's his uncle. Yeah, Yeah. No, he George was very good as that. But he was, I mean, George Wares ridiculous but Timothy was really good yeah he was I was quite impressed with him I haven't seen too much of him play like but I thought he was excellent
0: yeah he's a good player he's bounced around a couple of teams in France hasn't he and and just mm. hasn't found his is probably his niche but yeah I thought that was good I thought the um the um the Wales and USA was was interesting who was the other one you said you were talking about
1: what's the France game where's France the I was That's, actually pressed. Australia, yeah. Australia actually made them work for it for an hour. Then I think legs for them went out and yeah, France. The, the, do you know what?
0: I don't. I was looking at Australia squad. They don't really have the quality. But what I wanted to ask you about that: Do you think Didier Deschamps is secretly, secretly, the that Benzema
1: got injured? Possibly because it. Because he's because he can play with more fluidity and pace. Yeah, and then he can even play, though and he plays Giroud. Which, has, has, which is what he wants,
0: kind of comes in, but that's the one he wants. That that's that's who he won the World Cup with, isn't it? So I yeah. I have this thing that I think he he's actually delighted at that happened. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, a fit Dembele and um Mbappe in that wing is ridiculously scary. And yeah. Griezmann actually looked really good as a ten.
0: Yeah, he did. He looked okay, and you know, I don't so know many do... in midfield. I don't know about Rabiot. It wouldn't be. I don't know how Rabiot was no. playing. Canate looked good up with up in McConnell.
1: McCann actually looked good as well because obviously I've given Pelters in the past. I've not yeah. I've not been a big fan, as you know. And uh, when we had our yeah, chat man. about him what the Leipzig. thing, I think I think I said the ball looks like a hand grenade next to him. Yeah. Uh, but to be fair, I you know, credit where credit's due. He was excellent. The only sad thing for France is um, the Hernandez injury. He ruptured his ACL. Yeah, which because he good. looked he looked a bad one when you go and like. Well, they'll need each grabbing. is the one that's off the ground. Yeah. So, so what's going on? What's going on there? And he's like, and when you watch the replay, went, it's obviously when he's pushed off. It's just gone. Yeah. I mean, not that he'd wish it, but in that game, it was the best thing that happens to France because yeah. the other handers they brought on. Tail, everyone went through him. and, he was brilliant. and he's
0: he's a different player. Like Lucas <coughs> Hernandez is a centre back who can play left back and he can attack, but he's he's a defensive. Player where T, I just an attacking left back, you know, and he's excellent. Kev, he just goes forward. Yeah, he's Kev. a great player. He's a very good player. Um, but yeah, look, it it will be interesting to see if some of the games can can match that. And and as you say, Brazil tomorrow, a lot of expectation around mm. them. Um, do you fancy Serbia? to Do anything there? Or do you think Brazil just have too I think, much strength and depth in Brazil, every
1: position? I think Brazil have too much strength and strength and depth. I would say yeah. for them. So fancy them. I think Portugal will see off Ghana. Um, you would you would expect Uruguay to win. I'd probably say the mm. Cameroon, Switzerland one's a bit more of a flip of a coin. Yeah. Switzerland probably go in the favourites, but I, do, I think that'd be a lot closer, I'll probably, of all of them. This is where I find out now they're all like, you know, nothing like that. Cameroon smack them like 8-0, and we will be going, ah, well, there we go. Just I know, would
0: fancy Switzerland, to be honest, myself. I'd fancy the Swiss. But there, that's another team that's getting old. That, mm. you know, they, their cycle is probably coming to an end where they're still relying on, you know, Shakir, uh Ricardo, Rodriguez, and, you know, a lot of players, Fabian Cher a lot of lads that are in there a long, long time. So it'll be interesting to see how they, they come out and play. Um But, yeah, another day to look forward to. Four matches yeah. a day. It's not bad. Not bad, is it? Pity it wasn't in the summer, but, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice if it was in the summer.
0: Yeah, exactly. But look, we're leaving it there. That's an hour done. I've been your host, Keith. He's been my sidekick, Chris. We'll see us all again soon. Sports
1: Social Podcast Network.